Welcome to the Mindfuckery podcast, which has been featured in Feedspot's top 10 podcasts on emotional abuse. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and in here we explore areas that others fear to tread. We talk about the mindfuck that was your life, and we talk honestly about what happened. And it's these honest conversations that are going to be key to creating the life that you were born to live. I promise you, the only person you will be able to be honest with is yourself. I'm the founder of The Divorce Sanctuary and Wound Talking, and I've been a woundologist for over 20 years, working with past life wounds, clearing ancestral trauma, and working with this life wounding. And it's through my own personal journey that I know how much this hurts and how confusing life becomes. So many questions, no real answers. I'm author of Finding Lily, The A to Z of Emotional Abuse, and I'm about to publish Divorce Matters, which has been written to support you through the physical divorce process, divorcing emotionally and healing the emotional wounds. And this book gives you permission to ask for the information you've been told not to ask for. So welcome along for the journey of a lifetime. Welcome to episode 21 of the second season the mindfuckery podcast. I was going to talk about mindfuckery actually and I probably will touch on that. I have just re-recorded the intro for the podcast and I'm gearing up. I'm just at this tender hooks point of waiting for an email to come through from the publishing house to check my book Divorce Matters which I was hoping would be published on the 2nd of September, but it's looking unlikely now because I spotted a couple of uh, mistakes the other day and I'm now waiting for everything to follow through and it be re-uploaded. But I thought honest conversations, they're key. They're key to healing from emotional abuse. And when you think about the healing process that goes on, there's This cycle, the cycle of abuse is this idealisation, this devaluation and discard. And that discard isn't the final discard. It's the one that traps you into that uh, relationship. It's the one that it might be triangulation that's used to make and create jealousy within a relationship. It's understanding and inner standing the role that you played within that relationship and perhaps the wounding that you already had going into it. Maybe you had uh, self-worth issues, self-esteem issues. Maybe you had other wounds, a wound of abandonment, a wound of shame, a wound of betrayal. And the abuser has spotted that wounding and they have manipulated situations to use that wounding to trap you in that relationship. And at this point, you might be screaming because there were so many points on my journey. And as I said, it isn't linear. You go up and down. There's so many points on my journey that I could relate to some things. I couldn't relate to other things. And then as I healed a bit, I then related to the bits that I couldn't actually relate to. It's not wanting to see what's going on. This cognitive dissonance with the information that you've been told and you believe is the truth. And then all of a sudden you've given this other information and you're told and you think, oh my God, I think that's actually true. But my reality is something else. I don't know where they are at the moment, but I have a set of clackers. So they were like a children's 1970s toy on a string, two big balls that used to crash together. And I think they're banned because they were dangerous. 
but they clash together and then they bounce back out. And that's basically what the brain is doing. And I get people to imagine, I haven't used this for a while actually, but I get people to put their fists together and imagine that their fists represent their brain and their left hand fists is perhaps representing all the information in their brain that they believe is true and then the right hand side of the brain is actually the real truth and they're clashing together isn't actually what happens within the brain but it gives you an idea at this point you've got your two fists clashing together because that information is clashing and it's going but that can't be right then you're presented with facts that prove that actually is right this did happen and eventually what happens is so the information then merges in and you can see where you might have been told or believed that the truth that you believed was actually a lie you were tricked this is the gaslighting you are told that there's something wrong with you and then it's back that's what gaslighting is it isn't just a lie it's backed up with information so it might be you always do this and then backed up with you have trust issues you always accuse me of doing this and that's because you have trust issues and that is gaslighting in a capsule it isn't just a lie it isn't somebody just telling you or lying to you that's a lie it's the second part which is finding a piece of information that validates the lie and that is gaslighting and it's as if you then stop for a moment this is my experience this is how I experienced it and I'm trying to process I've been told a lie and then I'm trying to process this lie because there's a bit of information that has backed up this lie so in my experience and this was something that happened to me I was told you have trust issues from previous relationships. I had been in a relationship that hadn't been faithful, but I didn't have trust issues from that relationship. I was actually quite a trusting person and I was very open. The lie was I was always accusing this person of cheating, but he was cheating. <laughs> then it was uh, it was backed up with another lie. And the trust issues actually came from the inf infidelities that had been right the way through the relationship. But they're so convincing and it, there's half truths in there because I did have trust issues, but the trust issues didn't come from previous relationships. They came from the infidelities from that relationship. And in a capsule, that is gaslighting. You're told a lie and then it's backed up with information to prove that they are right. And for me, I used to stop for a moment and think, oh my gosh, maybe he's right. Maybe I do have trust issues. He wasn't wrong. I did have trust issues with him because he cheated before. And the pattern that I was seeing in that moment was a pattern that I'd seen before in our relationship. So honest conversations come from inside. And I've spoken about this and I, I don't know whether I've done this in a podcast, but honest conversations, it might not be something that you can do with a therapist. There might be always you holding back information. I remember seeing one therapist and he was saying to me one day, well, this isn't what you've been telling me up until this point. You've led me to believe this guy is amazing and he was, uh, you know, treated you really well. And, and he said, but all of a sudden this information that you're 
And that is building trust with somebody else. I had to build trust with this person to allow some information. And he won't, I didn't tell him everything because of how the shame that I felt inside myself for how I had got into this scenario. Because the reality was right at the beginning of our relationship, I wanted to end the relationship within eight months because there were so many infidelities that had happened. And I I was convinced to stay in that relationship. And then over a period of time, I was systematically emotionally abused and confused. And I was convinced that we were the best thing and he was the best thing for me. I gave up my life. I mean, the shame in that. And then I was betrayed by him, but he also betrayed me and he uh, and I felt shame over the way I allowed him to manipulate my emotions, my relationships I had with other people, family members, my children. There's a huge shame wound that I experienced. And then coming out of that relationship, the emotions were like being weighed down. I had a big black cloud And then there were moments of this is my fault because I'd been told it was my fault. And, you know, there were bit elements that, you know, I should have really walked away. I uh, should have walked away and got out when I I could have got out safely um, with my sanity because I was in a powerful position and I felt strong at that time. And I saw stuff going on. I could see um, a financial manipulation going on and I didn't want to be in a position at that point of being reliant on on money uh, through work that I was being offered. There were so many things going on. And as I said, you can go and get help and speak to someone. But those honest conversations are going to come from yourself. There will be moments. And actually, I'm seeing it quite a lot at the moment. I'm seeing quite a lot of people that are going back into um, emotionally abusive relationships that have experienced some form of abuse, but for their own reasons, and there's absolutely no judgment because I know it's like an itch that you need to scratch to really make sure that you weren't wrong. I've actually, I've seen it so many times and some people disappear and I never see or hear from them. And other people say, it's the worst thing. I'm staying in the group that I run, the Divorce Sanctuary. I'm staying here because it helps me. And I know I've made a really bad choice going back. I should never have gone back into that relationship. So these honest conversations you can have with yourself. These Some of these things that you can't say, some of the abuse that took place, you can't tell someone. But you can have that conversation with yourself. We have three core wounds, abandonment, shame and betrayal. Uh, you might have experienced one, you might have experienced... Uh, two you might have all three and as you're discussing these emotions you might hold certain things back through fear of being judged through shame of what you've experienced what you've been through and there might be moments and I can now honestly say I experienced this going through the divorce process and I thought we were nearly at the end we weren't we had another I think another year and a bit to go about 15 months and I thought we were at the end and there was a moment in time and I and I really really missed my ex-husband I couldn't tell anybody because 
those emotions, people have thought I was mad after everything that I'd been through. And literally my life went into shutdown. My brain was like in suspension. My life went into suspension. I barely functioned. I experienced, I spoke about adrenal fatigue last last week on the podcast. I experienced adrenal fatigue. I couldn't get up. And then I'd get in in the evening from work and I'd fall asleep on the sofa and then I'd be wide, I need to go to bed and then I'd be wide awake. And then the moment I needed to get up, I was, I literally couldn't move. And that's the times that the cortisol is at its highest and its lowest. And the whole body goes into reverse. It goes into like a retrograde, like we're in retrograde at the moment. I think there might be seven planets in retrograde if you're into that. But that's what happens within the body. And there's so many other things like fear. How am I going to survive on my own? And so many other questions. And sometimes it feels safer to be in that relationship because that is what you understood. That was your reality. Being out in a safe environment is foreign it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel safe it's the safest place but it doesn't feel like that because you have been everything on a gradual basis has been taken away from you everything financially emotionally all the decisions for some people it's what they can eat for others it's what they can wear who they can speak to and then feeling guilty and there'll be elements where you're scared to speak to other people or spend time with other people because of the manipulation and the whatever it is that was going on in your life, you're fearful of who they're talking to or what they're doing when you're not around because you've been manipulated and coerced into this relationship. And remember, the only person you can be 100% honest with is yourself. You don't have to tell anybody else as long as you've got a process of dealing with that and working through that. And said, I, during that divorce process, well, I thought we were really, really at the end of it. I thought we were weeks away. And there was this moment I wanted to reach out. And I, I didn't understand or understand what was going on. I actually took myself and I sat on the bed and I had a few moments. And I had these honest conversations. And I said, asked myself where they, they were coming from. Why I felt like this. Why I wanted to reach out. And why I needed attention. And for me, I just needed to know that everything was okay. And I got in tune with or in touch with a three-year-old part of myself that was scared and frightened, who just needed to be hugged and told that everything was going to be okay. And this is a really, really powerful tool. It's a really powerful technique to be able to talk to that emotion, to talk to that wound, to talk to yourself and ask yourself, what is it? Why am I feeling like that? And it was in that moment that I sort of solidified everything. I'd been running a meditation week, I think it was. And was this was, uh, this was months and months prior to um, this moment. And this was my first part of the healing was at this point during the divorce process and obviously the ending and the discard and everything else that had gone on, I was still experiencing this whoosh of emotion. I couldn't control anything. One minute I was okay and the next minute my head was playing over absolutely every scenario. I was going through the whole relationship believing it was all my fault. And I was running this, I think it was about 10 days of meditation. It was a lot of grounding that was going on. 
And that's what I realised after doing this. I was actually so grounded that it was so much easier for me to get out of the rumination that was going on. And initially what I would do is my mind would spin. And then once I it could, I could have been in rumination for about a week. And then I'd be able to somehow ground myself. I had a, a few people that would phone me just to check in. And sometimes just those conversations would spin me out. And I would go into rumination or I might go into freeze or sometimes fight those stress responses. What I found was by sitting down with a pen and a piece of paper and writing out and I started journaling quite a lot at this time as well, which was really helpful. And if you go to my website on the free resources, you will find you can download some um, journaling prompts that will help you. I found I, by writing out the story, I could then process, go through what happened within that relationship. And I could look at the story, not just my story, but the whole story, the patterns of behaviour. And I could see the role that I played, that I, I slotted in to this life. So that was so helpful. And then I think during a similar time period, I was practising deep breathing. I had done that through some other work and I started doing some box breathing. I might have been recording meditations on that. And I realised that again, being in the body, it was taking me into the body and I was now more out of my head and I was more in touch. This, these, any practice that keeps you in touch with your body is so helpful. Yoga, movement, uh, grounding, breathing exercises. You need to be in touch with your body. You need to be in your body because your mind has been poisoned. Your mind is like those clackers banging together. You've got information and it comes to the middle and it, and it, vibrates against the the lies that you've been told that you think are real and you think it's your reality eventually this merges and you can see what was happening the key is these honest conversations it's really powerful and i promise you it will save you so much time and money and energy it will help you break the bonds it's going to help you get the closure that you need because it's helping you understand what's going on. And it might be that you've got an inner child that was damaged at some point that craves your attention. Remember, you can do that yourself. You're not reliant on somebody else to do that. You can call her or him in and tell them the things they need to know, the things they needed to hear in that moment when they were that young, scared child. And I will talk about that. I actually do something on woundology and wound talking next week because it's so powerful. But remember these honest conversations. I think it's from The Holiday, which is one of my favourite films. It was filmed where I used to live um, and at the time I lived there as well. This story of getting in touch with someone who is like Iris is still in love with somebody who is clearly playing with her emotions and still keeping her dangling emotionally and she empowers herself she gets that well she finds out one that he's got engaged and then she does a house swap and she goes to LA and she meets someone who gives her information who says look you're the leading lady you have to be the leading lady and I'm fairly sure she comes to the realization at some point 
and she says, I've finally got gumption. And I think she says, if you can't be honest with yourself, who can you be honest with? And this is exactly it. If you can't be honest with yourself, who can you be honest with? You don't have to tell everybody what happened. You don't have to tell anybody what happened. As long as you're honest about how you're feeling and your emotions and you know that this was an abusive relationship and you are prepared to do the inner work, to heal those wounds. These conversations are going to be key to your healing. I hope this week's been helpful to you. I Honestly, my heart goes out to anybody who's experiencing this. Anyone who is having these conversations with themselves, who's believing this is all their fault, and that every story that they've been told every event that's going on is because of something they've done but just know this one thing you asking questions you wanting to heal you wanting answers you wanting to do something about your trauma and your wounds you can heal somebody who's higher up on that narcissistic spectrum isn't going to be looking for answers they aren't going to be looking to heal they aren't taking responsibility for the role they played in the relationship that's you emotional abuse is horrific it destroys lives but it doesn't have to be your ending this actually could be the beginning of a brand new life for you I honestly believe, I wrote it in the A to Z of emotional abuse, that these relationships are here to heal us. These people have come into our lives to like shine a light on our wounds. And it feels like total destruction. I remember saying to my ex, thank you for breaking me open to shine the light in because I can now heal. That is exactly how I feel. I feel that we get cracked open. And once you're cracked open, the light can expose, the light can get into that darkness. It can get into those shadows and it can allow us to see the parts of us that need healing. And there will be parts that we need to reclaim back as well. I'm sending you loads and loads of love until next time.